have had incredibly young children that have been sold for sex and sold for begging and sold for labor in various Asian countries and Africa. So it just all depends on where, but we wanna work right across that spectrum from stopping trafficking if we can to restoring the life of a person who has been trafficked to a situation where it's better than they ever hoped it could be. Welcome to the Live Lead Last podcast, and thank you for joining us for this week's show. I'm James Duvall, and I'm here with my adorable wife and co-host, Lisa. Hey, friends. We want to remind you to text the word LIVE to the number 22454 to get new episodes, show notes, bonus content, and some exclusive offers delivered directly to your inbox each week. You will receive a text response with a short form to enter your first name and email address. That's it. You'll be all set. So Lisa, it's a new year and the first week is already filled with craziness. Yeah, definitely a significant time in the history of our great country. Some finality to the 2020 heated political season with the certification of our new president, Joe Biden, and the completion of the runoff elections in Georgia. But it is clear there is still a huge need for unity in our country as we move forward. Yeah, there sure is. I think it was from you that I first heard the phrase, we need to put a comma in the drama. Yes. And we have definitely had enough drama for a decade in the last 10 to 12 months. Amen. We've had enough drama. So I'm hoping that civility will return to our government and that we will get back to the business of promoting and protecting the truths. Our forefathers proclaimed for all of us in the Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal with certain unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it's that pursuit of liberty or freedom that sets us up for our topic today. Yeah, that's right. Today is a significant day because it's National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. And the fight against human trafficking is a cause that both you and I have been involved with over the past several years. I had the opportunity in 2019 to travel in December to Thailand as our church supports efforts, boots on the ground there to disrupt human trafficking. I got to work with an organization that offers a Christmas party to girls who are in the sex industry. The party was a way to serve them and provide a point of contact to make their way out of that life if they so chose to. So we literally went to the streets, invited girls to attend the party, walked with them to our party location, this beautiful hotel, this beautiful dinner. And so we had two nights of parties, 200 girls there each night for them to laugh, have fun, and hear about opportunities to make a new trade for their life. I was able to host a table each night and get to know them, encourage them, and pray with them. It really opened my eyes to a whole new level of the tragedy of this injustice. And yet, I still can't grasp the whole of what's going on. That's why I'm excited about today's conversation. And of course, over the last few years, you've had efforts in fundraising and awareness events to fight human trafficking. Yeah, back in 2017, I worked with a group of fellow cyclists to put together a multi-day 270 mile bike ride. We started on the northeast coast of Florida in St. Augustine and then over the next three days cycled down the east coast and ended in West Palm Beach, Florida. There were 22 of us in the event and we actually raised right around $50,000 to fight against human trafficking. And then a couple years ago, I was also a part of a 100 mile relay run from South Florida, Miami up to West Palm Beach. And we were able to raise awareness and funding as we took turns running miles upon miles up the east coast of Florida. So, and I was at the finish line for you for both of those. You were <laughs> cheering us on at the I photo I did not finish. ride or run not one mile of it. 
It is estimated that internationally there are between 20 million and 40 million people in modern-day slavery today. Human trafficking earns global profits of roughly $150 billion a year for traffickers, $99 billion of which comes from commercial sexual exploitation. This is an issue. Globally, an estimated 71% of enslaved people are women and girls, while men and boys account for 29%, which I actually did see in Thailand also. In 2018, over half, 51.6% of the criminal human trafficking cases active in the U.S. were sex trafficking cases involving only children. The average age 18 enters the sex trade in the U.S. is 12 to 14 years old. Many victims are runaway girls who are sexually abused as children. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's sickening and tragic. And several weeks ago, I had the opportunity to sit down with Nick Kane. He's the CEO of the A21 campaign, an anti-human trafficking organization dedicated to abolishing injustice in the 21st century. We've had the privilege of spend time with Nick and Christine Kane over the last several years, and they are amazing people. Nick shares some valuable information about the scope of human trafficking and some ways that you and I can join the fight against it. So let's jump in. Hey, Nick, thanks for taking time to sit down with me today and talk about the impact that you and Chris are having all around the world in the area of human trafficking. You all run the A21 campaign. So can you talk to us just a little bit about the scope of what A21 campaign is doing around the world. Love to, James. Thanks for for letting me be here. It's an absolute privilege and an honor. You're one of my heroes. A21 is an anti-human trafficking campaign organization. We're delivering programs at the moment in about 20 cities in 15 countries. We operate on a a three-part strategy called Reach, Rescue, and Restore. So we want to reach the vulnerable, because if we can stop somebody from being trafficked, that is so much better than having to rescue and restore them. I always say that it is better if we can put a fence at the top of the hill than park an ambulance at the bottom. Mm. It's so much simpler. In that reach strategy, we do all sorts of things. We do a campaign called Can You See Me, which is run around the world in partnership with government, in partnership with business, to highlight situations of trafficking which people may not see, thus the Can You See Me? And we do that campaign through videos and billboards. We're partnering with Lamar Advertising and Clear Channel at the moment to be able to put that into airports and highways and bus stations and everywhere to highlight situations, whether it be forced labor on a farm, whether it be forced labor in a nail bar, whether it be a girl being exploited for her body through prostitution, whether it be kids begging, no matter what it is, we want to be able to equip people to look at a situation and say that doesn't look right i'm going to contact someone and let them know that doesn't look right we want to highlight the situation give people the details of the anti-human trafficking hotline that they can contact so that they can contact the authorities and they don't have to be 100 percent certain that's why you give the information to the police to the anti-trafficking hotline they can put your one report with 10 other reports then insert police investigation and if it's an urgent situation they can activate police quite quickly so we want to highlight the situation educate you on the signs to look for and equip you with what I can do. So classic, if I see something, I say something, but you've got to know who to tell. And so that with it, we work with all the anti-human trafficking lines around the world so that you can highlight and know who to contact. 
We also do curriculums in high schools and over the next couple of years we'll reach a little over 200 million kids in middle school with a message of anti-trafficking called Bodies Are Not Commodities and it's designed to highlight the fact that bodies are not there to be bought and sold, they're not there to be used or rented out and things that may look like a friend is being trafficked, a person is being trafficked or hey I'm in a situation where I'm potentially at risk of being trafficked and what those kids can do about it. And we also do a bunch of stuff with sport. We run a partner with a number of organisations for a campaign called It's a Penalty. And and that campaign alone has reached billions over the last couple of years where we do sporting events and have athletes highlight the issue of trafficking and warn you that if you get involved or use and exploit a child that there is a penalty involved. Then obviously, Rescue, we run the National Anti-Trafficking Hotline in, in three countries and those hotlines are designed to be able to educate people about what trafficking is, give somebody um, a place where if they see something they can say something. Our operators can put all that information together and we partner with the police forces and some of the police forces say that we would do up to 70% of their casework for them because by the time they get involved they've got all the information and we've followed up after a rescue has happened and collected more information to put that together to hand off to the police and we help with prosecutions and try and make sure that there is justice and that there is compensation for victims as well as doing the aftercare for people who have been trafficked because we want to see their lives restored to better than it ever was. We want to see them live a life fuller, more rewarding than ever before. And that means in the US here, we work a lot to get kids through. People who have been trafficked have often missed a lot of educational opportunities. So we want to get them through education. We want to get them healthy, which means providing a lot of medical care. We want to be able to equip them with a lot of the things that they missed out growing up so that they can become super functional, self-sufficient adults. And aftercare looks different in every environment. It looks different in the US than it does in Asia, where we have a lot of young children. We've had incredibly young children that have been sold for sex and sold for begging and sold for labor in various Asian countries and Africa. So it just all depends on where but we want to work right across that spectrum from stopping trafficking if we can to restoring the life of a person who has been trafficked to a situation where it's better than they ever hoped it could be. That's so good. And on your website, it actually says that human trafficking is defined as the abuse of children, women, and men for their bodies and labor. And I've done a small amount of fundraising for human trafficking through cycling and so forth. And I find that when I talk to people about human trafficking, there's two responses. First of all, they don't maybe comprehend the scope of human trafficking or that enslavement of people actually still happens, or they see it as something that happens someplace else and maybe not in their own neighborhood their own city, their own backyard. And so I'm wondering, are there some maybe not so obvious ways that trafficking takes place that when you talk about awareness and seeing it, that maybe we wouldn't think about or the average person wouldn't think that that person may be enslaved or trafficked or being taken advantage of? Absolutely. One of the scenarios that we did for one of our Can You See Me campaigns, and it's on our website if people want to see it, is a US-based scenario where you had a girl, and I don't have the statistic in front of me, but one of the states had an incredible statistic of the number of girls who are trafficked in that state who sleep in their own bed every night. Because the term trafficking makes people think of movement, but it involves force, fraud, or coercion to get the labor of 
of people. All of our Can You See Me scenarios are built with law enforcement so that they represent real situations that are current and that the police are dealing with. And then police will often use those videos to train other people on this is the type of thing that you're looking at. But in that particular scenario was a girl who had got drunk at a party, done some stupid things, some guys had videoed it and then said, hey, if you don't have sex with this guy, then we're going to put that on social media. We're going to show your parents and they'll know what a horrible person you really are. So she, out of fear, complied. They videoed that as well and said, now we've got all this video, so you will now have sex with people when we tell you. And they were renting her out. And yet she was going home every night. And it wasn't until someone noticed that this girl who had been fun, full of life, excelling at school, was no longer excelling at school. She was no longer engaged with her friends. She was no longer happy. She was withdrawn. She was sad. Wasn't in any of the activities that she had been in. And someone started to drill into it. They started to find out what had happened and were able to intervene in that situation. But that got really bad. We were talking at one stage about kids being groomed through online gaming. We've got another Can You See Me scenario on the website, which is a real scenario. We don't paint it as badly as the real scenario. The real scenario was a kid was playing on his video game, thought he was getting hacks and whatever from a really cute girl and becoming friends. Then she sent him a picture of her wearing not much, said send me a picture and it flowed backwards and forwards until the kid finally got uncomfortable and wasn't prepared to comply. And all of a sudden his social media and the social media of all his friends got spammed with all the pictures of him wearing not much and in compromising situation, the kid went and committed suicide out of shame. When the police investigated it, it ended up all the way back to Malaysia and the cute little girl that he thought he was texting ended up being an older Malaysian guy who was doing the same thing to 128 other kids. So when the police followed it back up and then went and knocked on the door of each of those houses, none of those kids had talked to their parents about what was going on. They were all ashamed, they were all hiding it, and that shame and hiding and fear is how traffickers thrive. That's why it's up to us as parents to be able to look at our kids and say, hey, something's changed, what's changed, and keep the realm of communication where we can talk to our kids and they will be prepared to be honest with us. Hey, I made a mistake, Dad, this has happened. And they know that we're on their side and we'll walk through that proposal with them. But you could see lots of scenarios where you wouldn't think there was trafficking happening through the various situations on the the Can You See Me videos. So I I could keep you here for hours telling you stories, but your listeners would get bored. (laughs) Well, it's amazing to me because, again, I think we have this maybe stereotype or thinking that human trafficking is violent, it's forced, but technology now makes it very easy for people to manipulate, to get into our kids' lives without us being aware. So I think it's important as parents. I think about my 15-year-old daughter. It's important as a parent that we're paying attention to changes of behavior. We're setting some guardrails on the phone and computer usage that will help us protect our kids. Absolutely. We're looking at a bunch of IT solutions for parents, which will allow them to scan their kids' social media Hmm. to highlight 
instances where, hey, that's a pattern of messages which could be grooming. Yeah. So we're looking at that over the next little while. That'd be fantastic. But some other IT tools, because so much is happening online. Have no doubt there can be situations where fear, force, and absolutely brutal violence can be involved. Yeah. But fear and intimidation leaves less marks on the outside and allows a trafficker to effectively control people just as much as a punch or a stick can do. It is those psychological wounds and trauma that can show exactly or can allow a traffic to, to control somebody very expertly. There's a story from a policeman who was dealing with a trafficker and was taking him away and he threw a rhetorical question at this guy. It's like, how do you do it? It was almost a condescending, how can you be so horrible? Not expecting an answer. But the guy actually looked at me and said, oh, it's easy. Because I can walk into any mall in America. I walk down to the food court. I find a girl that's alone and I look at her and say, you've got beautiful eyes. And if she won't say thank you and walk away, I can have her in my car in 10 minutes. And within an hour, she will do absolutely anything I ask wow. her. So that, again, it's on us to make sure that we are affirming our children, that we are speaking life to our children, that our children don't need affirmation from somebody else, that they don't have those wounds where they're desperate to appease and be appreciated. So H21 is a nonprofit organization. Everything you guys do is through people helping fund it. and Generous people. Generous people. I love what your wife, Chris, says. She says, no one person can do everything, but every one of us can do something. And that's so true. What are some simple ways that you would tell our listeners that they can be a part of fighting human trafficking and maybe some creative ways that you've seen individuals contribute to A21? One of our great team, she's a girl who actually runs all of our prevention programs, all of our reach programs around the world. She's nearly 30 now. She's worked with us since she finished high school. She volunteered, flew to Australia and went to Bible college so that she could volunteer with us. Wow. And before that, at school, she ran uh, Battle of the Bands and all sorts of fundraisers at school. We got to meet her one day when we were at our conference and this young teenager turned up and handed us a multi-thousand dollar check. Who is she? <laughs> and, and whoever she is... How do we hire her? <laughs> we, we want her in our world because she's all about getting the job done. But you can do all sorts of crazy things from lemonade stands to you and I were talking about get somebody to sponsor you a penny a mile to yeah. cycle. So there's lots of different ways that you can fundraise. You can get people to give you a financial gift for your birthday, all sorts of stuff like that. But there's lots of other things that people can do. The first one is obviously to get educated yeah. so that they can spot trafficking and they know the different hotlines to call, whether it be a National Center for Missing and Exploited Children or the Polaris National Anti-Human Trafficking Hotline here in the US. You can also advocate. You can educate people in your realm. Hey, this is a real problem and it's a problem right here in our community. And here are some of the ways that it's a problem in our community. You, if you educate yourself, you can then advocate yeah. in your community. And then there's periodically things that happen that you can add your voice to in the local state or national political spheres where you can just say contact your representative senators council yeah. people saying hey we really think that there needs to be action to support this we need to be able to make a way where there can be an anti-trafficking facility here or 
you need to support that legislation. The more of us that raise our voice that modern day slavery or human trafficking isn't right and it is a priority for us to stop it, the more engaged everybody in the political sphere will be. We've seen that on so many issues over the last 12 months and we can do that with incredible respect and honour for our leaders and representatives but we can say hey this is important and we need you to be engaged in it. Again I'm biased, I would always recommend that people get on, sign up for the newsletter at a21.org where we can keep you informed and you can know what's going on and we can equip you on how to get involved where you are. Advocate for bodies and not commodities to be in your school district. Get your local school district involved so that both the students and teachers are involved. The beautiful thing about bodies and not commodities is once we get it into a school district, it's actually taught by the teachers yeah. so it becomes part of the the health and social science curriculum and it's properly accredited with all the different curriculum boards it's been a process to get every curriculum board the common core the texas the californians washington dc all those various curriculum boards have signed off that this meets our standards and can be taught in our schools yeah you're talking about being educated i have a big red x tattooed on yeah. my calf so I'm out on my bike or when I'm wearing shorts, people go, hey, what's that X? And it allows me to begin a conversation about human trafficking and being an abolitionist and, and why it's just a symbol for me to start a conversation. So I'm going to put the, the website and also the hotline number in the show notes so our, our listeners can go and be, awesome. be educated themselves. But I would encourage all our listeners to go to a21.org. There's a lot of information there to be educated on. Nick, this has been awesome. I totally appreciate you taking some time to spend with me today. I know this is going to really help our listeners and we are just so much behind what you and Chris are doing at A21 and champion the impact and how you're leveraging your influence, not just for yourself, but you're going to leave a legacy for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who their lives are going to be transformed out of this chaos of human trafficking. So thanks so much, Nick. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for being here. Thanks for highlighting it. And really all the credit in our world goes to the team of hundreds of people who do the work every day. Chris and I get to fly the flag and lead the way but the team are the people that are up at all sorts of odd hours of the day trying to help people so thanks for putting the the spotlight on them wow such great information there that i did not know always learning the stories that they share are always so compelling i know you and i are committed to continuing our learning in this area of injustice that's happening across our nation and across the world yeah i love this quote from william wilberforce he was a british politician philanthropist and the leader of the movement to abolish the slave trade in england who said you may choose to look the other way but you can never say again that you did not know mm-hmm. and i think that's true for all of us today i hope this episode shed some light on the international plague of human trafficking and that all of us will make the choice to not look the other way and do something to join the fight against modern day slavery. I like what the American author Edward Everett Hale wrote. He said, I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do something that I can do. Yeah, it's so good. This can feel so overwhelming and that really simplifies it to know how we can help. We will put more information about the A21 campaign as well as the number for the national human trafficking hotline in the show notes i think that's going to be so important for our listeners yeah it is but before we end today lisa i think it would be good to offer another installment of it's a beautiful day today 
I think that's a good idea. You know, I think it will lift our spirits. Yes. You know, each week we want to take the mystery out of some of our treasured holidays like Donut Day, Fritter Day, National Dingling Day, and give you some history behind these beloved days that show up on the calendar. So Lisa, we already know that it's National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. Right. But... Did you know that today is Learn Your Name in Morris Code Day? I had no idea. I can honestly say I had no idea. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Morse Code, it's a communication system that uses a unique series of dots and dashes for each letter of the alphabet and the numbers 0 through 9. Long before the invention of the radios and cell phones, operators used telegraph machines to send messages in Morse Code. On the receiving end, the Morse Code is translated back into alphabetic characters and numbers to form the message. The message allowed for instant coast-to-coast communication of information over telegraph lines. Now, Morse code is in danger of disappearing as a means of communication. And as of 2007, knowledge of Morse code is no longer a requirement for ham radio license. So this actually predates landlines that you, when you're on the phone in your house, you couldn't leave like a five-foot radius, right? So this is like before that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Obviously, as a communication tool, Morse code is being replaced by modern technology. So this special day was created in 2015 to encourage people to learn and use Morse code and to keep it from disappearing altogether. You never know when it's going to be helpful for us. Yeah, to SOS or whatever. So Lisa, here's what I did. I found your name in Morse code. You want to hear what it sounds like? Yeah. And here's my name. So that's one more reason, Lisa, that it's a beautiful day today. You know what? I don't even know how to respond to that. You're speechless, aren't you? I am, I'm actually speechless, but I just think if we go on what 2020 was like and what 2021 started like, we may need Morse code for some reason. That's true. You so never learn know. it today, So people. learn your name, people. Learn <laughs> That's your name, right. people. Okay, next week is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. James, you will be talking with speaker, executive coach, author, podcaster, Ryan Leak. One of the topics you will be discussing is Dr. King's leadership and legacy. Can't wait for that. But I am also excited to hear about how Ryan proposed to his wife and married her on the same day. It's a crazy story. Crazy story. We would love to invite you to subscribe. And if you're willing, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. It will help us get the word out about the podcast and help others find the show. You can also follow us on Instagram and or Facebook at Lidley Last Podcast. Leave us a comment or DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And remember, you can text the word live to the number 22454 to have new episodes, show notes, bonus content, and exclusive offers deliver directly to your inbox. And always, we want to encourage you to lead your life and leverage your influence today in a way that leaves a legacy you want for tomorrow. Until next week, bye-bye.